0: Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 148. So as normal on my Sunday episodes, I cover the latest news and rumors from the big four rumor sites of Canon Rumors, Nikon Rumors, Fuji Rumors, and Sony Alpha Rumors. And it's no different for this week. So let's hop on over to Canon Rumors and see what they have for us this week. Let's do this. First up, Canon announces that the powerful professional full-frame EOS R3 mirrorless camera is on its way. Melville, New York, April 14th, 2021, Canon USA, Inc., a leader in digital imaging solutions, today announced that its parent company, Canon Inc., is developing a new high-performance professional camera, the Canon EOS R3. When it arrives, the R3 will be an outstanding Complement to the three new RF lenses that the company also introduced today. The Canon RF 100mm F2.8L Macro IS USM, the RF 400mm F2.8L IS USM, and the RF 600mm F4L IS USM. Quote, The development of the Canon EOS R3 and the launch of the new RF lenses are the latest testament to the company's commitment to professional still and video image and content creators, said Tatsuro Tony Kano, Executive Vice President and General Manager of Canon USA's Imaging Technologies and Communications Group. When the camera becomes available, it will pair well with each of the new RF lenses announced today. Canon is excited to share this news today, and we look forward to seeing the images captured with the new RF lenses and the upcoming EOS R3. Under development, the R3 will join the current lineup of our full-frame mirrorless series cameras. This camera will usher in a new category to the EOS R system, system positioned squarely between the R5 and the 1DX Mark III cameras. The camera will put great emphasis on superb AF performance and speed with fast-moving subjects. It is designed to meet the reliability and durability demands of professionals even when working in challenging conditions. At the heart of the R3 camera's performance will be an EOS camera first, a Canon-developed full-frame stacked CMOS sensor with a backside illuminated design, providing substantially faster readout speeds during still image recording. This completely new sensor is designed to produce less rolling shutter distortion during electronic shutter operation and offer continuous electronic shutter still image shooting at speeds up to 30 frames per second with full dual pixel CMOS AF and auto exposure. The AF system will leverage technology and performance from the well-received R5 and R6 cameras using deep learning technology to further enhance eye and body detection for even better performance during portrait and action-type shooting. In addition, the EOS R3's Subject Detection AF will offer new recognizable subjects for its AF system, bolstering its focusing capabilities during the challenging shooting conditions. The electronic viewfinder of the R3 will offer photographers the ability to select the initial area for AF tracking by simply looking directly at the viewfinder location where they want to begin AF. With Eye Control AF2 and Servo AF activated, the camera will focus on and track moving subjects at that location in the frame. When Face Detect Plus tracking is active, the camera will continue to follow moving subjects around the entire active AF area. The camera body will be entirely new and accentuate the camera's high-performance design. It's a one-piece design integrating the body with a vertical grip section. The weather and dust resistance will be equivalent to that of the EOS 1D class of cameras, an essential consideration for nature, wildlife, sports, and photojournalism content creators working in extreme conditions. In addition, news photojournalists will be excited to add the mobile file transmitter application for Android and iOS devices that will be available. Full details of all the EOS R3's features and specifications will be provided at the time of its formal announcement. To follow along for more news on the EOS R3 camera, please visit www.usa.canon.com eosr 3 So this is an extremely exciting bit of news. Canon has officially announced the development of their first mirrorless pro body, high-end pro body, to basically be the mirrorless replacement for the 1DX line. Now, I was a little bit surprised that they decided to name it the EOS R3. Myself and the person that owns Canon Rumors were both fairly confident they were going to call it the R1, since the current line of cameras have been called the 1D forever. I mean, you had the original 1D line, and then you had the 1DX line. Canon's been using that designation for their high-level sports DSLRs for a couple of decades now. So I was really surprised to see that they've decided to change the naming scheme for this new mirrorless high-end body. But I wasn't surprised to see that it will have an integrated battery grip. As I told you many times before in previous episodes, I fully expected Canon and Nikon when they did announce their high-end mirrorless sports bodies to be the mirrorless replacements for their DSLR sports bodies that both companies would continue to design their high-end bodies with a built-in vertical grip and I see that I was 100% right on that. So I got one item right, I got one item wrong. I guess I can't complain. It's 50% accuracy on that, but uh we'll take it and we'll go from there. Next up, get closer with images larger than life using the Canon RF 100mm f2.8L IS USM Macro. The Canon RF 100mm f2.8L IS USM Macro is announced this week, and judging by the pre-order numbers, it's going to be a huge success. I think partially because of the very competitive pricing for this unique macro lens. The Canon RF100mm f2.8 LIS USM macro isn't scheduled to begin shipping until the end of July, so you have some time to save those pennies and wait impatiently for this lens. Above is another promotional video for the Canon Europe showcasing the features of the Canon RF 100mm. Key features, world's first medium telephoto macro lens with a maximum magnification of 1.4 times, high image quality and bright fixed 2.8 aperture telephoto macro RF lens, optical image stabilization with up to 5 stops of shake correction, hybrid IS compensation for angular and shift camera shake during macro shooting. High-speed, smooth, and quiet autofocus with dual nano USM. Control ring for direct setting changes with dust and water resistance. And you can pre-order this lens now for $1,399. I believe it's available for pre-order at both B&H and Adorama. It may be available at some other sites in the near future. Next up, patent for the Canon RF 35mm F1.2L USM. I've been reporting for a long while that the RF 35 1.2L USM was coming for the RF mount. Here, we have a very detailed patent showing four different optical formulas for such a lens. The RF 35mm is on the known RF lens roadmap, so I think we may see this lens sometime in 2021. The optical formulas are as follows canon rf 35 mm f 1.2 l usm focal length 34 millimeters f number 1.23 half angle of view 32.47 degrees image height 2164 that'll be the same throughout since it's full frame lens length 147.45 millimeters with a back focus of 19.82 millimeters The next uh, optical formula, focal length 35.76 millimeters, F number 1.23, half angle of view 31.17 degrees, lens length 147.45, and a back focus of 19.50. The third formula shows a focal length of 34 millimeters, F number 1.23, half angle of view 32.47 degrees, lens lengths 147.45 with a back focus of 20.95. And the fourth one is focal length 34 millimeters, F number 1.23, half angle of view 32.47 degrees. In, uh, lens length, 149.45 millimeters, and a back focus of 16.449 millimeters. Now, it's going to be interesting to see which one of these four optical formulas becomes the actual lens, but I am 100% confident that Canon will be releasing this lens, probably in 2021. It only makes sense. They had a 35-millimeter L lens for the EF mount. They're definitely not going to leave that focal length out for the RF mount since it's an incredibly popular focal length for many, many photographers. Next up, firmware. Canon releases firmware 1.31 for the Canon EOS R5. Canon has released this firmware. It fixes a phenomenon in which when shooting with Canon Log 3, if the view assist setting is set to on, the image in the viewfinder and on the LCD screen is displayed brighter than it should be. You can download the firmware at the link which accompanies this article and all articles as usual you can find in the show notes for this episode. So if you do have the EOS R5, run on over to that site, get that firmware update and get it installed on your camera. I always recommend that you keep your firmware updated As quickly as possible. It's always a good idea to maybe set a calendar reminder on your Google or iOS calendar to remind you every three or every six months to go to the main website for your camera model and look and see if there's any new firmware available because they generally not only give you uh, bug fixes, but they'll frequently throw in a new feature or two with a new firmware update. So It's always good to stay on top of that stuff. And don't forget to check for firmware updates for your lenses as well. Next up, Canon officially announced the RF 400mm F2.8 LIS USM and the RF 600mm F4 LIS USM. Canon has officially announced the first professional super telephoto lenses with the RF 400 and 600. Both of these lenses are pretty much identical to their EF Mount brothers. In the press release, the Canon RF 400mm F2.8L ISUSM and the 600mm F4L ISUSM are both designed to be optically identical to their EF counterparts. The lenses weigh in at 6.37 and 6.81 pounds with a minimum focusing distance of 8.2 and 13.8 feet, respectively. Both lenses share many of the same critical features that help professional high-end super telephoto lenses stand out from the crowd. Those features include, ideal for a wide variety of shooting situations, including sports, aviation, trains, automotive, and wildlife, such as birding. Optical image stabilization with up to 5.5 stops of shake correction, including three IS operation modes. Still subjects panning and irregular movement. Proprietary Canon lens coating, super spectra coating, or SSC, and air sphere coating, ASC, help minimize ghosting and flaring. Lens placement and coatings are optimized to provide users with clear, high contrast images even when there is a bright light source. Lenses include fluorite and super UD lens elements arranged in such a way to help correct for chromatic aberration and make the models more compact. Like the latest Canon EF 400mm uh, Mark II, USM, and the 600F4. Mark II USM lenses. Released in the fall of 2018, weight on these RF series super telephotos has been significantly reduced versus previous generation Canon super telephoto designs. Compatible with Canon RF 1.4x and 2x tele-extenders and feature a customizable electronic focus ring with manual focus capabilities during servo AF. A nine-blade circular aperture provides users beautiful bokeh and ideally blurred backgrounds when the aperture is stopped down. For added convenience, when on a shoot, two focus presets are available. Users can instantly return to one of these two memorized focus distances. It has the, They both have the rugged Canon L-series dust-and-water-resistant design with vibration and shock resistance. The front element has been dressed with a fluorine coating for easy cleaning. Infrared reflective pigments with high reflectance and titanium oxide lens barrel coating with silica provide excellent UV weather resistance and heat reduction. Canon RF lens pricing and availability. The Canon RF 400mm and 600mm are scheduled to be available in July 2021 for an estimated retail price of $11,999 and $12,999 respectively. So I'm not surprised to see these new super telephotos being announced, and I'm definitely not surprised to see that they have a high price tag, considering their EF cousins were pretty much the same. These are super expensive lenses for your high-level professionals uh, that are shooting high-level sports or shooting for somebody like National Geographic. And last up, from Canon Rumors for this week, you can pre-order the new Canon lenses at Adorama. The pre-orders are for the RF 100mm F2.8L IS USM Macro for $1,399, the Canon RF 400mm F2.8L IS USM for $11,999, and the Canon RF 600mm F4 L IS USM for $12,999. And that is going to wrap up Canon rumors for this week. Let's uh, take a little bit here and head on over to Nikon Rumors and see what's in store for us this week from them. All right. First up from Nikon Rumors for this week, 10% off on all Nikon F-mount lenses in Europe for the next two weeks. It seems that the 10% discount I reported a few days ago is only for Nikon F-mount lenses and only valid for some or all European countries. The new discount should already be active in Germany and the U.K., in Denmark, at Amazon, Calumet, and Photo Earnhardt. In the UK, at Amazon, Wex, and Park Cameras. There is no registration or submission of proof of purchase required. The discount is applied directly. This offer is valid until April 28, 2021, is, and is limited up to three lenses per customer. I think this offer is also available in several European countries. Check your local Nikon website for more information. For example, Nikon DE and Nikon UK. New Nikon rebates should be coming to the U.S. this weekend, so stay tuned. Nikon users in Germany still enjoy a five-year product warranty. No longer the case for many other countries. Uh, And also, uh, 15% off on Topaz Lab products with the code RUMORS15. 20% off on One products with code NIKON RUMORS. 10% off Viltrox lenses with code NIKON RUMORS. 5% off Funleader lenses with code uh, Leica RUMORS. 10% off Luminar with code NikonRumors, 10% bonus on gear trade-in at KEH, no coupon needed, and 15% off Capture One Nordic-style kit with no coupon needed. So it looks like uh, European customers are enjoying some discounts on the Nikon F-mount glass. Next up, Nikon D6 firmware update version 1.20 released. Nikon released this firmware update for this D6 DSLR camera with the following changes. A recall shooting function hold item has been added to the custom settings F3 custom controls. Assigning this role to a control lets you recall previously saved values for settings such as exposure and metering by pressing the control once during viewfinder photography. The previous values can be restored by pressing the control a second time. Recall shooting functions hold can be assigned to the preview button, FN1 button, FN2 button, FN button for vertical shooting, AF on button, subselector center AF on button for vertical shooting, movie record button, or lens focus function buttons. A new option, prefer subselector center, has been added to the custom settings menu at position F13. Although at default settings, the sub selector cannot be used to position the focus point while the center is pressed, uh, selecting uh, off for the prefer sub selector center lets you hold the center and still position the focus point by pressing the sub selector up, down, left, or right. You can, for example, assign AF area mode to the center for the sub selector and then use the sub selector to position the focus point while the center still serves in the AF area mode role. Uh, Focus point selection speed item has been added to the custom settings A17 focus point options. The speed at which the focus point for viewfinder photography can be cycled by holding the sub-selector or keeping the multi-selector pressed up, down, left, or right can be chosen from normal, high, and extra high. Ratings are now displayed at all times during playback zoom, even when none, image only, is selected for playback display options the camera can now more reliably focus on poorly lit low contrast subjects when dynamic area af is selected for af area mode the firmware can be downloaded at the link accompanying this article and the nikon d6 is now in stock at adorama wex uk and calumet in denmark so it's good to see that nikon is staying on top of the firmware updates Uh, as i've said before i know nikon has struggled the last several years but i'm still rooting for them to pull it out And I'm glad to see that they're not dragging their feet on getting firmware updates in the hands of their customers. Next up, Nikon's financial performance over the last 15 years with graphs. Some interesting financial graphs from a recent article on Nikon's stock price that shows the company's performance over the past 15 years. The actual article doesn't provide any other interesting information, so I will include the graphs in this post. And as I said before, you can check out this article in the show notes for this week's episode and see the graphs for yourself. Next up, the Nikon Nikkor Z24-200mm F4-6.3 VR lens is back in stock. The lens can be found at B&H Photo and Amazon in the U.S. and in the EU at Calumet, Wex, and Park cameras. Next up... Check out the upcoming Nikon Z competitor, the Canon EOS R3. The first pictures of the long-rumored Canon EOS R3 Pro mirrorless camera just leaked online. For comparison, here is the Nikon Z9. What do you think? And of course, you can see the images at the link in this article. And last up for Nikon rumors for this week, new price drop on refurbished Nikon Z gear. There are new price drops on refurbished Nikon Z-gear, Adorama, and B&H Photo. Here are a few examples. The refurbished Nikon Z50, $699, $150 off. The refurbished Nikon Z5, $999, $397 off. Refurbished Nikon z 5 Uh, lens kit $1,299 or $397 off the refurbished Nikon Z6 $1,199 or $650 off the refurbished Nikon Z6 lens kit is $1,649 which is $947 off the refurbished Nikon Z is $1,997 $400 off and a refurbished Nikon Z7 lens kit is $2,399 or $650 off more refurbished Nikon gear can be found at Adorama, B&H, Amazon, eBay, and by Dig. All free refurbished Nikon products come with a 90-day warranty. Nikon will start a new savings rebate promotion on April 18th that could include 10% off on select or all lenses. And with that, we're going to take a quick break, and I'll be right back. <music> We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag liamphotopodcast. And now, back to the show. And we're back, and now we're headed on over to Fuji Rumors to see what he has in store for us this week. First up, Vision 2023, Fujifilm's new medium-term management plan gives up dreams to beat Sony and Canon. Fujifilm has announced its medium-term management plan called Vision 2023. It's clear their focus is on the healthcare business and quite frequently the frequently, uh, frankly the mention of its imaging division at the very end of the press release you can read below feels more like a mandatory half-hearted addendum. That's totally different compared to their vision 2019 plan that Fujifilm published in 2017 here where they literally wrote, quote, we work towards capturing number one market share in premium mirrorless market. end quote. In their Vision 2023, they just write one sentence, quote, Use Fujifilm's proprietary color reproduction technology to promote the GFX and X-series of high-end mirrorless digital cameras, which boast outstanding image quality and portability due to their compact and lightweight design, end quote. Sure, everybody struggles these days, but things are actually not going that bad for Fujifilm in the imaging division at the moment. Fujifilm is third in the mirrorless market share, a safe margin ahead of Nikon. Also, a Fujifilm manager already said that Fujifilm did better in 2020 than other brands, which seems to be confirmed by the BCN ranking data, where you can see that digital camera sales for Fujifilm, despite the pandemic, decreased only 8%. by 8%. That's much better than the 25.8% decrease of Canon, the 39.2% decrease of Sony, and the 39% decrease of Olympus. And yet the disappointment must be quite big to have missed their own target by that much. But hey, Fujifilm, never give up. You are doing lots of things right. And now that the Fujifilm GFX100S has made medium format so accessible like never before, all you have to do now is step on the gas and give us that glorious Fujifilm X-H2. And uh, the entire press release is at the bottom of this article. I'm not going to read the entire thing off because it is quite lengthy. Next up, Lowa Argus 33mm F0.95 APO Video Leaked. The press release video for the upcoming Alawa Argus 33mm f0.95 has been shared on Weibo, and you can see the video above. As we already reported, the lens should be announced on April 26th. Don't worry, huge rumors will follow about Fujifilm very soon. Allowa lenses for Fujifilm X and GFX can be found at Venus Optics b Photo and Amazon US. The fastest growing Fujifilm group is the Fujifilm Simulation Group. And that is it for that particular article. Next up, meet perfection, Fujinon GF 110mm F2 Focus on Glass. Quote, you'll never get this kind of image with full frame. A new episode of Fujifilm's Focus on Glass series went online. This time it's about the Fujinon GF 100mm F2, which I, remember, I remind you at the moment is available with a $500 discount, expires tomorrow. Down below, the video plus the transcript. In one word, the GF110F2 is the best lens. The goal is to allow photographers to take the best portrait shots. Fujifilm aimed to achieve harmony between camera and lens. Fujifilm wanted the best possible image quality, and the GF110F2 achieves that. It's sharp and has great bokeh. The 87mm equivalent, the compression between subject and background, will be the compression of 110mm, hence totally different then 85mm full frame, more 3D effect. You'll never get this kind of image with full frame. With the GF110F2, you will truly stand out and get special results. The highlight of this lens is image quality, but pay attention also to autofocus. The challenge was how to move big, heavy lens elements quickly. Fujifilm adopted linear motors, which are fast and accurate. Chronomatic aberration is suppressed. Distortion has been suppressed to a level that, while not zero, is hard to see with the naked eye. No resolution loss, one wide open at f2. Fujifilm wanted to achieve the 3D effect. The 3D effect comes from the multi- multiplication of the larger number of pixels and the higher resolution of the lens. If the background is out of focus to have beautiful separation, it becomes an additional multiplication factor. When you take an image with this lens, the person seems to emerge from the image. You can take such 3D images that you think you can grab the person in the image with your hands. A Fuji engineer said he can't find flaws in this lens. The images are so crisp and clear like water without turbidity or haze. There is a mail-in rebate on the GF110F2, save $500 at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, and Focus Camera. The GF3264, save $500 at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, and Focus Camera. And the GF45-100F4, save $500 at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, and Focus Camera. For the Fujifilm GFX 100S, you can buy it at B and H or pre-order it at B and H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, Focus Camera, and Moment. Uh, the MG or MHG-GFXS hand grip at B and H Photo, Amazon US, and Adorama, and the EU at Amazon DE, Calumet DE, Wex UK, Park UK, Amazon UK, and PCH Store. The Fujidon GF 80mm F1.7 can be ordered in the U.S. at B&H Photo, Amazon U.S., Adorama, Focus Camera, and Moment, and in the EU at Amazon DE, Camazon DE, Wex UK, Park UK, Amazon UK, and PCH Store. Next up, silver TT Artisan 35mm f1.4 for Fujifilm X has been released. The original TT Artisan 35mm f1.4 in black was released back in September of 2020. Now, they have also released the silver edition of this lens. Needless to say, both the silver and the black versions are sold at ultra-affordable pricing. And you can check out the link to that in the show notes for this article. Next up, Fujifilm GFX 100S RRS Modular Plate Pre-orders. The RRS Modular Plates for the Fujifilm GFX 100S are now available for pre-order at Really Right Stuff. Also, check out the small rig L-bracket for the Fujifilm GFX100S. In stock check, the Fujifilm GFX100S at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, Focus Camera, and Moment. The MHG-GFXS grip at B&H Photo, Amazon US, and Adorama. The GF 80mm F1.7 RWR at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, Focus Camera, and Moment. And of course, save $500 with the mail-in rebates on the GF100. 10 f2 the gf 32 to 64 f4 and the gf 45 to 100 f4 at bnh photo amazon us adorama and focus camera and last up for this week from Fuji Rumors Steel's Ring, Nikon G to GFX, Canon EF to GFX, and the C645 to GFX firmware updates add Fujifilm GFX 100S support and more. Steel's Ring has released a firmware update for several of their autofocus adapters. Down below, you can find all the details. The Fujifilm GFX 100S is available at BH Photo, Amazon US, Adorama Focus Camera, and Moment. The EF to GFX version 3.02 firmware is available now. Improved support for the GFX 100S and bug fixes. Please visit the link to download it. Improved support to the GFX 100S camera. Turn on 35mm auto clip mode, mutually exclusive with focus bracketing, to be solved in the next release. 3. Tuned EF 40mm STM and Tamron SP35VC for better PDAF performance. For the NK, the Nikon f to gfx version 2.02 firmware, improved support for the GFX100S and bug fixes. Uh, One, improved support for the GFX100S camera. Two, turn on 35mm auto clip mode, mutually exclusive with focus bracketing to be solved in the next release. And three, minor bug fix for the c645 to gfx version 2.0 firmware improve support for the gfx 100s and bug fixes improve support for the gfx 100s camera body enables ibis for gfx 100 and 100s cameras improve lens af drive accuracy but don't expect too much due to old design of c645 lenses uh, well at least they're honest about that and that is going to wrap up fuji rumors for, for fuji rumors for this week now let's head on over to sony alpha rumors and see what they have for us first up from sony alpha rumors for this week the sony a1 versus canon eos r3 size comparison if I got this right, the new Canon EOS R3 will have the same power as the Sony A1, stacked sensor, 30 frames per second, but likely less resolution. It's a rumor, uh, but it may, and it may be wrong, and all that in a much bigger body. Yes, I know Canon fanboys will hate me for saying that, but before you do, Canon definitely has superior IS, and honestly, I like the R3 design a lot. Next up, leaked Laowa Argus 33mm f0.95 APS-C lens product video. Here is the product video for the new lens that will be available for Sony E-APS-C mount as well. And you can watch the video on YouTube and find it at this article article in the links in the show notes for this week's episode. Next up, new Moza Slypod Pro Carbon Fiber 3-in-1 Electric Monopod on Kickstarter. You can now pre-order the new Moza Slypod Pro Carbon Fiber 3-in-1 Electric Monopod on Kickstarter. There is an accompanying video in this link one more project the new x nomadic everyday camera line is now available on kickstarter as well now just to remind my listeners please be cautious when you give money to kickstarter or indiegogo these are not I repeat, not online stores, and you are risking your cash. You are giving your money in the hopes that the company will be able to actually manufacture the product and ship it out to you, but there are no guarantees, so just be cautious with your cash. Next up, first leak images of the new Sony 14mm f1.8 GM lens. These are the new images of the 14mm f1.8 I first rumored and leaked about three weeks ago. The lens is likely to be announced next week around April 20th. And there are some amazing images of this lens, uh, both close-ups and a shot of it mounted on a Sony a7s camera so it is definitely something to check out and it looks like that could be a really exciting lens next up rumor prograde will be announcing cf express type a in three sizes before the end of the month prices will be much lower than sony a source told me ProGrade will be announcing CF Express Type A in three sizes before the end of the month. The prices will be considerably lower than Sony cards, which you can find on B&H Photo and Amazon. Um, I'm a little bit surprised by that, and I'm not saying it's not true, but like I said, Sony Alpha Rumors does have a poor track record on rumor accuracy. But ProGrade's memory cards tend to be fairly expensive as well, so I find it hard to believe that they're going to be a lot less expensive than Sony's, although we'll have to wait and see. Sony CF Express memory cards are super, super expensive, so maybe this one will end up being true. We'll have to wait and see. And last up for this week, Sony A1 review at Engadget, quote, it's the most powerful mirrorless camera ever built, end quote. Uh, Let's see, Steve Dent from Engadget reviewed the Sony A1 and concluded, quote, to summarize, the Sony A1 is the most powerful mirrorless camera ever built, and it should be for $6,500. It's also an impressive demonstration of Sony's tech prowess, giving us a taste of what's to come with its future mirrorless lineup. But does it beat the Canon R5? The superior video and shooting speeds do give it a slight edge, but it would be hard for the average person to justify paying an extra $2,500 for moderately better performance. For another 500 you could also get a hybrid video and photo camera by purchasing both an A7S 3 and an A7R 4 The primary market for this camera is professional sports, action, and wildlife photography. For that, the A1 has incredible speed and reliable autofocus, and the high-resolution photos are a huge bonus for cropping in. Another valid segment is dedicated 8K video shooting. Because it doesn't have the overheating problems of the R5, the A1 is actually feasible for that. If you look at it that way, the A1 is actually one of the cheapest 8K video cameras available. More A1 news. According to Kappa, the Sony A1 was also the best-selling mirrorless camera in Japan for March sales. And this is a new video by Patrick Murphy-Racy where he combines the A1 with Sony's Xperia 1. Um, Now, I do find this article a little bit interesting, and I'm not saying that Steve Dent from Engadget is totally wrong, but one thing he is wrong about is he mentions the 8K video shooting and the overheating problems with the Canon R5, and as I've mentioned before, the Canon R5's initial overheating problems weren't an actual overheating problem. It was a timer limitation set in the firmware, which Canon has since removed. If you look at shooting actual 8K video, you can get one hour of 8k video recording out of the r5 before it truly starts to overheat and everything that i've read and seen online says the sony a1 has that same one hour limit at 8k before it overheats as well so it does not beat the r5 in 8k video recording capabilities so the r5 would still be the less expensive 8k video camera All right, and that is going to wrap up this edition of the Land Photography Podcast, episode 148. Remember, if you'd like to pick up a copy of my first book, The Forgotten Pieces of Georgia in the Northwest Counties, you can do so. You can get a signed copy at Liamphotography.net online store and an unsigned copy at amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com. Please also be nice enough to stop by on YouTube, visit the Liam Photography YouTube channel. The link will be in the show notes. Uh, check out the videos, give the channel a sub, a like, and subscribe, and hit the little bell icon so you can be notified when new videos drop. You can do the same for the Forgotten Pieces of Georgia and Forgotten Pieces of Pennsylvania YouTube channels as well. If you live in any of those cities and counties in Pennsylvania or Georgia, when you watch the videos, please be kind enough to leave a comment in the video, uh, below the video and let us Let me know any information historically or otherwise that you may have on any of the videos included or any of the buildings included in that particular video clip. All right, that is a wrap and I will see you all again on Thursday.